Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Uh, what I'm going to do today is uh, two things. I'm going to go over how to read stock prices and also an introduction to financial statements. Now, I have covered how to read stock prices on previous sessions, but I know we have a lot of new listeners and it is definitely appreciated. And also uh, lots of appreciation and thanks to those of you that have continued to stay on. So what we're going to do, we'll go over it again, and then today I'm going to begin an introduction to financial statements. See, the understanding of financial statements is really critical for long-term investing, fundamental investing. So today we're going to do an introduction. All right, so let's talk about stock prices. Uh, today, the company I'm going to use is a company that's in the news quite a bit, Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, you know, with the vaccine and so forth. Now, there's lots of places to get stock prices uh, on the internet, but an easy way to do it is just go to Yahoo. So you can go to yahoo.com, and then what you do is click on finance or finance, however you want to say it. Now, I happen to know that uh, Pfizer's stock trading symbol is PFE. However, if you didn't know that, you could just start typing in the name of the company and then you will see it. All right, so first of all, what is that trading symbol? It's called a ticker symbol from the old ticker tape machines. Basically, with those old ticker tapes, rather than put the whole company's name on there, which took up space, again, using initials. So companies have generally one to four letters for their stock trading symbol. Uh, companies, uh, they're just letters of the alphabet, not numbers. Companies can request their own symbol. They, they obviously make sure nobody else is using it. And in most cases, the trading symbol or ticker symbol, as it's called, represents the name of the company, like PFE for Pfizer, uh, McDonald's is MCD. General Motors GM, but but not always. Uh, sometimes companies pick a ticker symbol that uh, has a different aspect to the company. An example, uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycles, they couldn't use HD because Home Depot was using it. And back in the day, another company was using HDM, so they chose HOG, H-O-G, because Harleys are big hogs. Southwest Airline uses L-U-V because they want everybody to love them. Uh, Molson Coors uh, beer uses a TAP for tap. You know, a lot of college fraternities' favorite fraternity, uh, um, favorite uh, a fraternity, tap a keg of beer. Anyway, all right, so let's get back to Pfizer. PFE, Paul Fred Edward. Okay, stocks trade, and stocks are ownership shares of a company. Stocks trade in dollars and cents, and they have done so since April of 2001. Now, back in my day, they traded in eighths of a dollar, so we would have had, you know, 30, 30 and one eighth, 30 and a quarter, 30 and three eighths, and so forth. Uh, the reason it was explained to me that stocks traded in eighths of a dollar is that when the New York Stock Exchange was founded in 1792, the U.S. dollar had not yet been invented, so we were using Spanish pieces of eight. But since April 2001, dollars and cents. All right. Uh, stock markets are open Monday through Friday, uh, 9.30 in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. So they're closed. So what we're looking at now is Friday's numbers. All right, so here's how it looks. Uh, on Friday, uh, Pfizer closed at $50.80 a share. 
and they were down uh, 61 cents or down 1.19%. So what are we comparing that to? Well, what we do is during a trading day, we look at a stock's price compared to the last trade, the previous trading day. It's Monday, we look at Friday's last trade. It says here, previous close was at $51.41, so the stock was down somewhat, down $0.61 cents to $50.80. So why do stocks go up and down? Well, a smart aleck answer sometimes people give you is they go up when there's more buyers than sellers. They go down when there's more sellers than buyers. I mean, yeah, we, we know that. But why? Well, the reason is stocks uh, price on future expectations of performance more than uh, current news. Uh, and those expectations are always changing. It's obviously not only the expectations for the company itself, but expectations for the overall economy. It could be uh, expectations on interest rates. As interest rates go up, bonds look more attractive than stocks. Uh, obviously, you know, Pfizer, a lot of the uncertainty would be, you know, how many, how much longer are we going to need the COVID uh, vaccine? And then they got that new pill coming out. And they got a lot of other things in the pipeline also. So it's a lot of factors. And those expectations are always changing. That's why stocks go up and down. All right. So previous close on Thursday was $51.41. Um, now, the way we would say that as stockbrokers, we don't say $51.41. That takes too long. We'd say $51.41. Slight pause between the dollars and cents. We assume you, you know what we mean. All right, the opening trade on Friday, $51.96. So the stock actually opened up $0.55 cents from where it closed that on Thursday. Stocks do not especially open at the same price they close at. If there's no significant news on the market or the stock, uh, the company, the st stocks open about where they close at, but they could open considerably higher or lower. And another day, I'll talk again about trading strategies you can use to protect yourself in those situations. Uh, for anybody following along, next we have bid and ask. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. All right, the day's range on Friday. Uh, the stock traded as low as 50.68, high 52.83. Uh, so the stock moved around over $2.00. So just like a normal trading day, you could have made or lost money depending on what time of day you bought or sold the stock. Over the last year, 52-week range, stocks been as low as $33.36, high as $52.84. So it's basically um, right at its high. Pfizer's been doing well, obviously, with the vaccine and lots of other stuff. Uh, volume, 47.966 uh, million shares. Average 32.3 million shares. So it was more heavily traded on Friday. I think it was the news about uh, more people being approved for the booster shots. And that, fa that stuff's already factored into stock, though. Again, future expectations. Uh, they got that pill they want to get approval on for help treat people already have COVID. But that stuff, again, is factored into stock. That's why it's at record highs. Okay, next we have market cap, uh, $285 billion. That stands for market capitalization. What that is, you take the total number of shares of stock that make up the company, found under statistics, listed right above, and you multiply that by the current share price. Stock is worth $285 billion on the stock market. Next is beta. It's measured by a monthly number for five years. Beta 0 0.67. This is a measure of a stock's volatility to the overall stock market. Uh, usually, the S&P 500 is what they're using. Uh, and this is uh, based on past history. It says that with a beta of 0.67, Pfizer is 67% as volatile as the overall market. 
if the market goes up 10%, Pfizer's tended to go up 6.7%, and so forth on the downside. Uh, beta a two, twice as volatile. Beta 0.5, half as volatile. Yeah, we'll talk about this stuff on, on future lessons, just doing an overview today. I'm going to skip down next to EPS with a TTM uh, after it. What does that mean? Earnings per share trailing 12 months. If you take the total profit the company made over the last year, which is on the bottom of the income statement, we'll talk about in a minute, divide by the number of shares that make up the company, you get profit per share or earnings per share, and that's $3.50. Above that, we have what's called the P-E ratio. Now, a ratio is simply one number compared to another. And uh, like if I said there's in a kindergarten class 10 boys to five girls, we'd say that boys outnumber the girls at a two to one ratio. Well, what the P-E ratio is, a price earnings ratio, it is looked at quite a bit in, in the uh, investment markets. You take the current price of the stock, $50.80 a share, and you divide by the current uh, 12 months profits, $3.50 a share. And that number is 14.51, the P-E ratio. Basically, it says for every $1 a profit, you're paying $14.51 for the stock. Now, generally, the lower the P-E ratio, the better, as long as it's not too low. That means usually something wrong with the company. But um, the overall market trades at $29.61 earnings. In other words, you pay $29.60 for every dollar profit. One reason Pfizer is lower is the uncertainty to their earnings. You know, who knows what the demand for the COVID vaccine will be going forward and just other stuff. All right. Next, we have some date range for the next earnings report, January 31st, February 4th. Uh, then we have a dividend. Okay, so the company earned $3.50 a share, and they actually, what happened, paid out a dividend of $1.56. That's a cut of the profits. So for every shareholder that owns stock, you would have gotten $1.56 as your cut of the profit. And then what the company did, it took the other $1.94 and poured it back into the company. It was called retained earnings for future growth, the idea being that the company's stock would then go up. All right, so that's what that is. Uh, and that, based on the current price, is a dividend yield of 3.07%. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, sometimes a Yahoo has a number for target estimate, one-year target estimate. I have, it has NA, not applicable. I wouldn't pay much attention to, to that. That's just somebody at Yahoo guessing where the stock's going to be in a year. I mean... You know, who are they, Miss Cleo? Remember her? She's been on TV, that Jamaican lady. Anyway, um, all right, back to bid and ask. Okay, there's two prices for a company's stock, a buying price and a selling price. Imagine I walk onto a car lot, a used car lot, and I just walk onto a lot, and a salesperson comes along, and they say, uh, can I help you? I said, yeah, can I get a price on, I'll just pick something, a, a 2016 Chrysler Town & Country van. They look it up. They say, okay, that'll be $13,000. I said, great. Then you whistle to your relative to bring it over. And the salesperson's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't know you wanted to uh, sell me a van. I thought you wanted to buy one. I said, okay, what's the difference? They said, well, I'll, I'll, I, um, I'm, I'll pay you, you $12,000 for your van. I'm bidding $12,000. Anybody wants to sell me a van, but I'm asking $13,000 for the ones on my lot. See, the dollar, the $1,000 is the price, um, it's called the profit margin or price spread, and that's a legitimate way of doing business. Well, Pfizer's a New York Stock Exchange uh, traded stock, 
And what they were saying here at the market close, the bid was $50.91, ask $50.96. So if you wanted to sell Pfizer stock at the market close, you would have been get, they were offering you $50.91. And if you were wanting to buy it, you were having to pay $50.96. The five cent difference is the profit margin for the traders or the spread. And on future sessions, we'll talk about how you can play to split the difference with limit orders, fill or kill orders, meet or cancels, all kinds of things you can do. Anyway, there's a 1400 number listed next to the bid. What you do is you add two zeros to that. So it's 140,000 shares were available. Uh, they were willing to pay um, $50.91 for 140,000 shares. And then we had uh, 1,200, you got to add two zeros, and they were at $50.96, 120,000 shares available at that price. Okay, so that's basically in a nutshell how you read stock prices. Now, I'll go over this stuff again on upcoming sessions. Okay, so very quickly, just a brief introduction to financial statements. We have three basic financial statements. Now, here's how, here's how it works. Imagine you have an individual or a, a couple here in Florida, um, and, and let's say they're a married couple in their 70s, and I tell you they have a combined income of $35,000 a year. Who would say they're financially rich? Who would say they're not rich, right? Or you say, I need more information. Well, you need more information. What if I told you they had a $25 million brokerage account uh, at, at a brokerage firm? Uh, they have three homes fully paid for, two automobiles fully paid for, no debt whatsoever. Uh, financially, they are rich. Um, because they have a high net worth. See, what a net worth is, that's the value of everything you own. Assets minus what you owe, liabilities, the difference is net worth or equity. Okay, can you have a high net worth and still not be in a good financial situation? Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, imagine you have an individual that owns 10 vacation homes here in Central Florida, each worth $200,000. And uh, they're fully paid for, so the net worth is $2 million. This individual does not work. Their sole income comes from the renting of those vacation properties. But due to COVID, the tourists haven't been coming. So this is an individual with a $2 million net worth that cannot pay their monthly expenses. Uh, so your monthly bills. Um, so we also have to look at cash flow. Now, cash flow can be different than profit. An example, you could bring cash in as an individual by selling something. You could also bring cash in by borrowing. Uh, so we look at an individual's financials three ways. Income, net worth, and cash flow. Well, guess what? We look at companies the same three ways. So I'm going to wrap it up today just by introducing the three financial statements. Then I'll talk about them in more detail in some upcoming sessions. The one that measures income or profit or loss is called the income statement. The one that measures net worth is called the balance sheet. And the one that measures actual cash moving in and out of a company is called the cash flow statement. And on the same quote screen, if you go over to financials and click there, you can bring them up. All right, so that's just a brief introduction. So I hope this stuff is helping. We'll go into this stuff in a lot more detail on some upcoming sessions. But again, Bill Thompson, T-Bell, hope everyone's doing well. Talk to you soon. Take care.